morning, a question that I have for us is what makes a good prayer? What makes a good prayer? Is, is a good prayer one that is really beautiful and, and moving in its words? Um, is a good prayer one that is really theologically sound and says all the right things about God? Is a good prayer um, one that, that elicits a lot of amens from the people who hear you? Is a good prayer one that is long and filled with lots of quotes of scripture? Is a good prayer one that is full of faith and praise and thanksgiving no matter what is going on in your life? Is this what makes for a good prayer? The book that I was reading um, from a Jesuit priest um, who was talking about, about prayer, and he tells this story of a time when he was feeling so angry with God. He was angry, he was frustrated, and in his frustration, he um, just kind of let out some cursing in his prayers, right? A priest cursing in his prayer. And as he prayed, he said, how about a little bleeping help, God? And as soon as he said it, he was horrified. And he, um, he went and had some time with a, another priest, a spiritual director in his life, and he kind of sheepishly um, confessed to the spiritual director that, man, I was feeling so angry with God that I cursed while I was talking to him. And his spiritual director turned to him and he said, that's a good prayer. <laughs> and and um, Father James Martin, the one who, who cursed, um, he turned him kind of with shock and surprise. He's like, how could that be a good prayer? Like, I was expecting you to, to reprimand me and tell me to be full of faith and reverence to God. Um, and the, the other priest turned to him and said, no, that's a good prayer because it's an honest prayer. It's an honest prayer. Prayer is an invitation to be honest, not to be good. Prayer is an invitation to be honest, not to be good. C.S. Lewis writes, we should bring to God what is in us, not what ought to be in us. So many times I think we feel like there are certain things that we should be bringing to God, that there are certain things within us that should be expressed to God. But we need to, we need to actually present the real us, what's really in us and not what ought to be. We have a tendency to, to think about the oughts. When we're facing grief, we ought to be able to find peace and comfort in the presence of God. We're fear, feeling fearful for someone we love. We ought to be filled with trust in God. We're feeling hurt and angry. We ought to be filled with love and forgiveness. Cir circumstances around us leave us questioning God, his goodness, his faithfulness to us. We ought to be filled with faith firm and unwavering. But all of these, these oughts, all of these things we feel we should be feeling, 
They keep us from actually expressing to God what we really are feeling and what we really are walking through. People have often described this as, as wearing a mask, right, or acting or, or presenting a false self to the Lord. Think about it, when an actor is performing, they can't be themselves, right? If they're gonna really embody the character that they're supposed to be um, displaying to everyone around them, um, they have to put aside themselves, their own personality, the way they would handle things so that they can be this other person. When we are acting in prayer, when we're presenting to God uh, the words that we think he wants to hear from us, we're presenting someone who's not real. We're leaving the real us behind and presenting a false image to God. So how sad is it that in our prayer life, we so often feel like we need to have all of this stage makeup on for God? present this false version of ourselves before the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. And I think God is well aware of this tendency that we have to feel like we need to present this, this good version of ourselves to him. And so he inspired tons of prayers throughout scripture of people who were brutally honest before God of people who um, they took off all the stage makeup and they just presented themselves in their raw form, their raw emotions before him. Psalm 88 is just one of those many prayers that you find in scripture that are, are full of raw and real emotion. Psalm 88, starting in verse one. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day, I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry, for my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I'm as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead and I lie like a corpse in the grave. I'm forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down with wave after wave you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I'm in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? Oh Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading by day. Oh Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I've been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. 
You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. And then the psalm just ends. Right? We're, we're taught to think that, that so many of the great psalms of scripture, you know, they start out with complaining before the Lord and crying out for help, and then they end in praise. This psalmist, he's complaining before the Lord, and then he just ends on that line. Darkness is my only friend. Right? Growing up in the 90s, that would, we would be like, that is so emo. <laughs> right? This guy is so emotional. What is going on with his life? Throughout um, the last two years, really throughout the pandemic, I found myself coming back over and over again to the Psalms and just spending a lot of time um, reading through the Psalms, reading books on the Psalms. Um, and I found it um, really helpful before the Lord to, to be reading these, these prayers from, from ancient people who expressed so many emotions that all of us were going through this last year and a half. And Psalm 88 is currently one of my favorite of these, um, these psalms where people are just being really expressive before the Lord, and probably in large part because of um, just how emotional that last line is, right? Like, darkness is my only friend. Whatever else this psalm is, it's an honest psalm. An honest expression of how a man was feeling in the moment, and he felt fully free to just pour all of that out before the Lord. There's also Psalm 44. Um, in verse 25, the psalmist cries out, Wake up, Lord, why do you sleep? Get up. Do not reject us forever. Now, those of us who, who know a little bit about Scripture and, and know some theology, we could hear these, these psalms and we could say, these are really bad prayers. These are really bad prayers because they're not theologically sound, right? We could say, the Lord neither slumbers nor sleeps, right? And here the psalmist is telling God to wake up. So this must be a bad prayer because it's, it's not right. It's not expressing truth about God. Or we could quote the verse, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Doesn't the psalmist know this? When he cries out, God, why do you reject me? Don't they know what God is like? Don't they read the Bible? But I'm going to go out on a limb here and say these are really good prayers. These are really good prayers because they expressed in honesty what these men were feeling. They might know that, yeah, God doesn't sleep, that God doesn't reject us, but that's not how they were feeling in the moment. They felt abandoned. They felt like God must have forgotten them. They felt like God must have been sleeping because they were crying out to him by day and night without getting any response. These are honest prayers. And in an honest prayer, we bring our real self. In an honest prayer, we bring our real self. The, one of the songs we sang this morning um, 
was inspired by uh, one of these psalms, um, Psalm 139. O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel, when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. And even in the darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. We know that God knows everything about us. We know that God is with us always. And yet, even with him, we sometimes can't bear to be honest. Before the God who knit us together in our mother's womb, we're afraid to really express how we think and feel, to take that mask off and be our true selves before him. I suspect that this probably stems from a little bit of fear that we have of even being honest with ourselves. Right, sometimes we can buy into our own hype. We can kind of believe the, the false self that we present to other people. And it can be really terrifying to take those masks off before ourselves and before the Lord and to just be really honest about what's going on in us. To be really honest and true about how we're feeling, what we're processing, how we're thinking about God, how we're experiencing him in our lives. We're terrified to be alone with our real self before God. The real us that has doubts, that has anger, that feels despair, that questions God's goodness, his faithfulness, his loving kindness to us. I've heard this, this illustration used of God being like an ocean. And that, that as his people, we often will come and will approach the ocean. And we're satisfied with just dabbling our feet in the water at the shore. All the while, God is longing for us to come out deep into the ocean of his presence to experience the fullness of who he is as we dive and float and swim in the depths of his presence. Or for those of us in San Diego to maybe surf, <laughs> surf on the waves of his presence. And when there's all of that fullness of God's presence for us to experience, we were satisfied to stay safely on shore with our feet on firm ground because that feels a lot safer than going out into the depths of who God is. But the only way for us to experience that depth is to let go of the safety 
and to just dive into who God is by bringing the real us. Bringing the real us before God in prayer. When we approach God in prayer and we present a polished, Instagram-filtered version of ourselves to him, we're keeping our feet safely on dry land. We might be safe, but we're missing out on all that God has for us. Psalm 139 ends by saying, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Part of being our real self before God in prayer is inviting him to search us, to know us, to reveal to us what's going on within us, to reveal to us the real self. This is a brave and terrifying prayer to come before God and say, God, I, I want to know you and I want you to know me. Help me. Reveal who I am. Peel back those layers, the layers of clothing that I use to hide myself from you, to hide myself from others and from myself. And God doesn't reveal the reality of who we are because he's frustrated or angry, because he knows how awful we are. No, God is not like some parent who's at the, the end of themselves and just kind of lays into their kids about like, man, you are really messing up. Can you believe like you've done this and you've done this and you've done that? God isn't going to reveal to us because he's angry, but God wants to strip away the false self so that we can come before him and find that he loves us, who we really are and not who we pretend to be. How can we ever experience the depth and richness of God's love if we feel like he loves this projection that we put before him constantly. I mean, that's a recipe for feeling rejected and abandoned. If you constantly think that God loves this beautiful version of you and not the real you that's hidden away. But when in his presence we allow him to to wipe away that projection and to reveal who we really are. It's at that moment that we can truly experience the amazing, unsearchable love that God has for us. In an honest prayer, we bring our real selves and we bring our real emotions. Anyone brave enough with a show of hands to say, like, I don't really feel like a very emotional person. Anyone? A few people? Yeah, like, don't really feel like a very emotional person. There was a, a really extensive study that was done back in 2015 um, trying to, to gauge or measure people's emotions. Um, and so they, were, they asked people to constantly be um, checking in with what emotions they're feeling. And they found that 90% of the time, people were at least feeling, uh, feeling at least one emotion. So there's like only about 10% of the day that people, um, when they were actually really reflective and thinking about it, only 10% of the day um, were people not feeling something. 
So even for those of us who would, would say that we're not very emotional people, um, some, of, some scientific studies would beg to differ and say that we actually are pretty emotional people. Maybe not all of us are emotionally expressive people, um, but we all experience emotions. Um, and this study also showed that a lot of the times people were experiencing multiple, multiple emotions at the same time. Um, oftentimes both what we would consider positive emotions and negative emotions, kind of all cohabiting within us at the same time. So whether um, or not we think we're emotional people, um, we are feeling things all of the time. It's really whether we express or examine those feelings. Eugene Peterson um, is a pastor, of, of, a pastor and author, and in a conversation he was having um, with Bono, the singer Bono, um, Bono asked him, what do you do with, with your anger? And Eugene Peterson responded um, that he learns to cuss without cussing, um, and that what he meant by that was that he, he learned to express his anger in a context that didn't bring harm. And he said that that context that he found was expressing his anger before the Lord. That in prayer, we have the opportunity to bring our emotions before the Lord, to fully express how we're feeling and what we're processing so that we don't harm. We don't harm others or we don't harm ourselves. It's like we've, we've got... Um, we'd bought a, a new hose for our house uh, to be able to water some plants and somebody left the hose on but the nozzle was closed um, and all of that backed up water pressure in this hose um, eventually caused a, a burst in the seam and so water started squirting out sideways from our hose which is not really what you want from a hose, right? You want to be able to control the direction that the water is spraying, but um, unfortunately ours was just kind of spraying all over, this, all over the place. When we have unprocessed emotions um, and they get all bottled up within us, a lot of times they end up coming out sideways, right? They, they're gonna find their way out often in unhealthy and in unhelpful ways. My, my own experience with having um, kind of some bottled up emotions um, that, I, that I didn't feel fully able to express before the Lord um, probably has been a, a lifelong habit for me, but it really came to a head um, about six years ago when we experienced some loss in our family. And I remember just feeling so overwhelmed, anxious, isolated and just really a sense of really deep, deep sadness that just kind of stayed with me. And finally, I got some, some counseling a lot later than I probably should have. Um, and one of the homework assignments that I was given was to journal my prayers to the Lord for 20 minutes each day. And the only rule was that once I started writing, I couldn't stop. So I couldn't stop to edit my prayers. I couldn't stop to say, well, that's like not really a theologically sound feeling for me to express to God. Or um, 
you know, trying to polish what I had to say to him. And I just had to keep writing for 20 minutes. And can I tell you, I hated every moment of it. It was like my least favorite part of the day. And I had to do this for weeks, right? And weeks into it, I still dreaded picking up this journal and writing out my thoughts and feelings before the Lord. But what I discovered over the weeks is I began to experience God's presence with me in a way that I had been missing for so long. I began to experience the love of God with me, his peace washing over me. I began to experience that God was with me and he had always been with me and he would always be with me. And these are some pretty basic ideas in Christianity, right? And here I am as a pastor, like finally experiencing it for real. But it came when I was fully honest before the Lord. When, when I felt like it was okay to actually be real with him about the doubts and the anger and the frustration and the loneliness, the sadness that I was feeling. When I finally felt free to, to accuse God of things that I'd been harboring in my heart for years and to find out that God could actually handle my angry accusations, that he could ha handle my, my outbursts of emotion, and that it didn't faze him, it didn't bother him, and to find that even as I was, was acting out before him, that his loving arms were surrounding me. And I began to realize the amazing, overwhelming, encompassing love and presence of Jesus with me. God began to help me express to him my emotions and pain, doubt and fears that I'd been too Christian to express for a really long time, really for most of my life. I grew up a pastor's kid, and so I, I listened to a lot of sermons, read a lot of scripture, and I knew the right thing, right? I knew how we were supposed to act before the Lord. And it was only once I finally began to express not what I was supposed to think and feel, but what I really thought and felt that I began to experience God's love with me. And so you get the psalmist who say things like, how long, O oh God, will you hide your face from me forever? Will you abandon your people to the grave? Wake up, O oh Lord, why do you sleep? Why do you ignore our suffering and oppression? Have you forgotten us? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When Jesus was on the cross, that was the, the beginning of the psalm that he quoted. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? If Jesus can express those kind of deep feelings and deep longings and even accusation before the Lord, how much more should we be able to? Right? Like he's, he's God, he was perfect, and he could even express these things. Do you think maybe it's okay for us too? Ignoring our emotions 
is turning our back on reality. And reality is where we meet God. Reality is where we meet God. God can handle our real emotions. He doesn't need, nor is he impressed by our show of good faith. God just wants the real us. I'd encourage you that some practices, maybe this, this coming up week, that could help us in this um, would be to read the Psalms. To read the Psalms because you're going to hear and, and see a lot of really great expressions of honesty before the Lord. Maybe even write your own Psalm after you've read a few. Maybe try keeping a journal for 20 minutes where you just write out your thoughts and your feelings before the Lord. Or when you're feeling strong emotions throughout your day this week, that you actually pause in that moment with the Lord and invite him into what you're feeling and invite him to, to examine you, to search your heart, to help you process through how you're feeling and express those things to the Lord. Inviting him to, to help you as you walk through them. And really just talk to God. Talk to God without any um, show of really flowery language or good theological thinking. But just talk to him about how you're feeling. So we ask, what makes a good prayer? A good prayer is an honest prayer where we bring our real self and our real emotions and we bring them before a real God. Offering our real self and emotions to God is what makes prayer different than, um, say, just feeling our feelings, or what makes it different than oversharing on social media. Offering our feelings to God is what turns these, this experience of our feelings and emotions into prayer. We're offering them up to someone. We're inviting God to hold our emotions and to hold us as we experience them. Inviting him to help us process, to help us see reality in the midst of all that we're feeling. Offering our real self to God and experiencing his real presence with us. I like to think of um, Psalm 88 and Psalm 91 as kind of good companion psalms. So Psalm 88, the first one that we read this morning, um, that ends with, uh, darkness is my only friend. And Psalm 91, uh, to me, is this, this response from God. This response from God um, to a people who are honest before him. And the psalm ends saying, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. It's like this, this reality of, of God hearing the offering of our, our real self and our real emotions. And his response to us is to tell us that he is with us, that he hears us, that he loves us, that he's not going to abandon us. When we finally bring to God the real us and our real emotions, 
we finally get to experience God is still there. He wasn't overwhelmed. He didn't run away. He didn't roll his eyes and say, whoa, they are really emotional today. I'm going to come back and check in when they've calmed down a little bit. All right? How many of us kind of treat people in our lives that way? Like, I just can't handle the level of emotion they're expressing right now, so I'm going to come back after they've cooled off. No, we find that God is right there with us in all that we're going through, even if it might be a little bit over the top. God is there. He's jealous to be with you, not the version of you that you present to others. God is jealous to be with you, the real you, in all your beauty. Lamentations 3.22 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. When we're honest with God, we meet God. We experience God in areas of our lives that we tried to keep closed off from ourselves, from others, or from him. We discover that we're loved just as we are, not as we think we need to be in order to earn love. We discover acceptance. We discover we don't have to handle the big emotions on our own. As we offer them to God in prayer, we're lifting them up to him, asking him to hold them for a while, to carry the burden for us, and to carry us while we're experiencing them. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. We discover that there's nothing too large that we walk through that God won't be by our side. And we discover this because we experience it to be true. When we've given God the real us and we experience him with us, we now can say, like, like the psalmist David, that yeah, even if I walk through the worst thing possible, even if I walk through that, I know God is with me because I've experienced it. So God, this morning, we, we bring ourselves before you. And God, we confess that there is, is so much of our, of our lives um, that we, we try to put up a good face. And we do this with you, but we ask this morning that, that we would experience you with us, loving and accepting us, embracing all that we are and all that we have to offer. And God, as, as we experience your presence with us, as we experience your, your loving, tender presence with us, God, we would feel safe, safe enough to actually express our, our, our true thoughts and our true feelings before you. And that God, you would hold us close. You would carry us through. And you would constantly point our eyes back to God.
So Lord, we, we love you. We long to know you more, and we long for you to know us, the real us. And so do a work in us this morning, we pray. Draw us close to your heart. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you stand this morning and let's um, offer to the Lord uh, a song to him before we close our time together.